a different guy. I'm what they call a half-demon, a human fathered by a demon. Most of us get a special power, like fire, telekinesis, or teleportation, without a demon's need for chaos. But that chaos hunger is all I get, plus a few special powers to help me find it, like visions of past trauma, which is why I know how your victim died, and I can read chaotic thoughts, like the one going through your head right now, officer. You're wondering whether you should quietly call for the ambulance or pin me to the ground first, in case my psychotic break turns violent. So I stuck to my job, reporting the news, not becoming it. I found a likely target, the youngest officer, buttons gleaming, gaze following the news cameras, shoulders straightening each time one promised to swing his way, then slumping when it moved elsewhere. As I approached, his gaze traveled over me, and his chin lifted to showcase a square jaw. A smile tweaked his lips. When I took out my notebook, the smile ignited, and he stepped forward to intercept me, lest I change my mind. "'Hello there,' he said. "'I haven't seen you before. New at the Gazette?' I shook my head. "'I'm national.' His eyes glittered, envisioning his name in Time or USA Today. I always felt a little bad about that. True News was a national publication, though, a national supermarket tabloid. Hope Adams, I said, thrusting out my hand. Adams? That's right. A flush bloomed on his cheeks. Sorry, I uh, wasn't sure I heard that right. Apparently, I didn't look like this officer's idea of a Hope Adams. My mother had been a student from India when she met my dad at college. Will Adams, though, was not my biological father, and half-demons inherit their appearance from their maternal DNA. As I chatted him up, a man lurched from behind the centitaph. He peered around, his eyes wild behind green-lensed glasses. Spying us, he strode over, one black-nailed finger jabbing. "'You took him, didn't you?' The officer's hand slid to his belt. Sir, you need to step back. Or what? The man stopped inches from the officer, swaying. You'll shoot me, like you shot him, take me away too, study me, dissect me, then deny everything. If you mean the victim, I meant the werewolf. The officer cleared his throat. There uh, was no werewolf, sir. The victim was eaten. The man leaned forward, spittle flying. Torn apart and eaten. Tracks everywhere. You can't cover it up this time. A werewolf, said a woman, sidling over as she passed. I heard that, too. The officer slid a small, can you believe this, smile my way. I struggled to return it. I could believe that people thought this was a werewolf. That's why True News had sent their Weird Tales girl to cover the story. As for werewolves themselves, I certainly believed in them, though even before the vision I'd known this wasn't one of their kills. Sorry about that, the officer said when he'd finally moved the conspiracy theorist on. Werewolves, dare I even ask where that rumor came from? The kids who found the body got all freaked out, seeing dog tracks around it, and they started posting online about werewolves. I have no idea how the dog got involved. I was already mentally writing my story. 
When asked about the werewolf rumors, an officer on the site admitted he couldn't explain the combined signs of canine and human. That's the trick of writing for a tabloid. You take the facts and massage them, hinting, implying, suggesting. As long as no one is humiliated unfairly and no sources are named, I don't have a problem giving readers the entertainment they want. Carl would have found it entertaining, too. If I'd been assigned this story a couple of months ago, I'd have been waiting for his next call so I could say, Hey, I got a werewolf story. Can I get a statement? He'd make some sardonic comment, and I'd curl up, settling in for a long talk, telling myself it was just friendship that I'd never be fool enough to fall for Carl Marston. Kidding myself, of course. The moment I let him cross that line past friendship, I got burned. And it